Hello, this is Caio. I am your host from this podcast called Millennial Reveries. And wherever you are, whoever you are, I hope you're doing fine. I hope you're okay. If you're not, embrace it, let it out, do something about it, act upon your worries, do something productive. So today I decided to tell you a story about my worst trauma, the worst memory I have in my life. And if you can hang on a little longer, you know something about me that it is pretty terrifying. (laughs) Okay, so let's start. My biggest dream in life was to go to the UK, especially London. I've learned English when I was like, I don't know, like 16 years old. Every time, oh my god, I just have to start a podcast. My cat goes crazy. She's just jumping up and down, pulling things so things fall, hitting her head on walls, annoying the hell out of me, fighting plastic bags. I just can't. See? That's what I'm talking about. She's hitting her head. And looking at me like, see? I'm annoying. I'm a little freaking... Oh god, I don't know what to do. Like, what do I do with a cat that is pretty crazy? She loves when I go after her. But I'll try to talk. It's raining in Brazil. My cat is crazy. My accent is showing. I am smelly, nasty, because I'm recording this quite after the first episode, which I was very angry already. And I only have a phone to do all of this. So bear with me. As I was saying... I learned English when I was like 15 and my whole life I wanted to travel, to go somewhere. Since I was a child, I never ever felt at home. I never felt like I belonged. I was always the weird kid. So I decided to tell my family about this. It didn't do anything. like. It took them years to decide to take me to the UK. And as I said in the previous episode, we are pretty broke. But when that happened, we were having some... My parents were still kind of together. They were filing for divorce. But when they were together, they used to have... Like, our family income was around to... um, Like, $2,000 for the whole family taking the salary of my dad and mom so we saved some money and they put me in a plane and it was supposed to be the best moment of my life I was going to meet a new country new people, new things I was just so excited for the date and I took all the documents and everything and then I waited and waited and boom My bags were ready, time has come, and I was in a queue waiting for my entrance in the plane. Well, flying was really fun. Pharaoh Williams was playing, was playing, happy. Happy, that song. 
And as soon as the plane took off, that song was playing, and then I saw the clouds, and I was like, oh my god, this awful country is behind me. Yeah, I kind of hate Brazil. <laughs> I am sorry, I mean, if a Brazilian likes Brazil, this Brazilian is kind of delusional or pretending to be a patriot, because Brazilians think that being a patriot, it's about putting a yellow shirt every four years when there is a major World Cup and screaming Brazil around and just being annoying online and that's about what being Brazilian is and sorry if I am a patriot I know that my country has no security there is no health there is no education the politics are crazy and I know that I'm not in a good place and there isn't much I can do about it because people are not woke <laughs> people are not like people just don't give a damn about the situation they just go with the flow that's why i hate it so i was really really relieved and happy and joyful when that plane took off so what happened was i hated the breakfast seriously how do english people eat that like seriously it was like I don't know if I remember correctly, my memory is really good by the way, but it was like sweet beans with potatoes and it was like, there, there was like no salt, anything, and then, uh, how do you call that thing? It's like a bologna, but not, and it's made out of blood, it's something like that, it's just disgusting. As soon as I got that thing, I was like, looking at their the the woman that was serving the thing and i was like do you have literally anything else <laughs> and then she gave me bread and i was like oh god <laughs> yes bread thank you breakfast bread not blood and some crazy stuff ew and then that's as much as i remember from the plane and just watching movies and playing some stupid game and then I saw the little houses and the clouds were dissipating and everything was getting bigger and bigger and boom! I'm, no, it didn't explode, it was just... I'm alive, it, I'm talking, so... I'm just saying that it got bigger and bigger and boom, we landed! <laughs> so, what happened was... I don't know why I'm saying what happened was... I guess I'm just too anxious to tell you how bad things turned out. <laughs> um, the guy from security that took my passport almost didn't allow me to leave the, the plane because he looked at my passport and he saw a blonde guy with a mohawk and glasses and I was not wearing glasses I was wearing my contact lenses and I had my full full on curly hair black hair and beard and he was like, this is not the, the, is it? And then he looked at my eyebrows and my nose and my lips, which are pretty big. And then he was like, oh, okay. And I didn't want to have any issues with the immigration. So I just made up a very bad story. I just said, because listen, if I had, I hate Brazil, you know that. If I had the opportunity to live abroad, and to make a living out of anything, I would not come back. 
but I was not thinking much about that. I kind of said that truth, but not at the same time because I said, um, to the immigration, I just said, um, I'm just here because my mother wanted me to. I don't want to be here. I just want to go like see the freaking Big Bang and come back. And the guy was looks, the guy was so annoyed. And then I said, and then he said like, uh, how much, uh, how much money do you have? to stay in our country and then I said ah, I have like a thousand quid and then he was so pissed he was like quid it's pounds we say pounds I was so like I was losing it and but he was so angry and he just pressed the the marker so hard bam bam go out <laughs> it was <laughs> it was a moment oh god how things were destined to be awful. I left the plane. Well, that was a long ago. Wow, where am I? I left the airport. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't left the airport. I freaked out. Yes, I freaked out. I was in the airport. And then I was losing my mind because I didn't know like what to do. I'm like, okay, I'm the UK. What now? Like, how do I get to the hostel? how like where and then I, I was like about to cry and then I felt so thirsty and then I just went to the shop to get water and then I said to the to the clerk which was a woman uh, do you have water and then she said water what is that oh sorry I forgot the accent water what is that and then I said, water, you drink like water? And, and then she said, oh, oh no, sorry, I don't understand. I do not understand. I'm sorry, that's a better uh, impersonation. And then I remember that there is a whole accent situation going on. And then I said, water, can I have water? And then she said, oh, water, okay, there, there is water. And I was so mad, I was like, bitch, <laughs> it's the same freaking thing, what the hell? I almost threw the, the bottle on her head, but I didn't want it to go arrested, so. Um, I left, and then I found out that my money, I found out in the... I think she warned me about it and I had to go to a place because my money was owed from decades ago and I had to exchange all the money I had because they were all old notes. Okay, that was done. I was having fun seeing all those colors and numbers and everything. And let me just have a sip of water. Oh god, I'm dying. Thank you. Whoa, I was just talking about water, that's why. <laughs> Funny. So, water. I. Luckily, I had an aunt that tried to immigrate to Brazil. She had a. Oh, sorry. Oh my god. Like, literally, what is going on with me? I'm just anxious, as usual. I had an aunt. We are not blood re related. But she took care of me when I was a child, and I consider her my aunt. And she tried to immigrate to the UK like a decade before I went there. So I remembered about her, and I 
got her number and I tried to call her because I was so scared. I don't know why, I, just, I was just freaking out. And then I called her and she said, I'm working, uh, I cannot help you right now, but we could meet someday. And, and then she hang up and I was like, oh my God, like, what do I do? I don't even know where to go or anything. Like, oh my God, I'm alone in another country and all of that. I wanted, but oh my God, I was losing it. And it was a pretty big deal. I was, I felt so scared. But I knew that she couldn't be in a good place because she's Brazilian. She went to immigrate without having any relatives, anything in the UK. And it is illegal to work in the UK if you're not from when they were part of the, the European Union, but they are not anymore. So when they were, it was a pretty big deal to not be European and try to go there because you cannot work legally there you can be deported and all of that drama so she was not completely legal she paid a guy to marry her five thousand quid i think which is pounds they say pounds and she paid him so they can marry and the the whole documentation was in process and that whole deal and she wasn't she wasn't in a good place she could not help me she was living like in a very very tiny apartment and i was just scared so i just decided to try and talk to people and i'd say okay uh by the way uh when that was happening i never had a phone like that was 2014 I was, I think, 21 years old, and I never had a phone. Like the, the like I had two phones, but they were flip phones, and they were not like mine. They were phones that my mother, then my father didn't want it anymore, and they just gave it to me. And I never like bought a phone, and I never like got that. So I just decided that if I had a map, and as a millennial. I needed a digital map because who uses paper map? <laughs> and I was like, if I just could have a phone, I could have a map. And I know that Sony Xperia Z2 was the like the best phone of the year. And I don't know, I was just crazy and anxious and delusional. And I just said, okay, how can I get to the Oxford Street? And then the guy explained it to me and I went to Oxford Street and I bought the best phone of the year. It just cost me half my money that I had to stay. As if I was rich or something. I, I don't know what happened that that day. If I could come back, I would just say, girl, just don't. Like, you're gonna regret this big time. Oh boy. But I can't, so let's just talk about it. And what happened was, I got the phone. I paid in cash 584 quid. Oh, they say pounds, uh, 584 pounds. And then I got Google Maps and I placed the address of the hostel and I went to the hostel. When I arrived, the guy, I'm not trying to be racist. I'm just trying to give you a, a, what I saw. He was Asian and he was so rude to me, like seriously so rude. I was terrified out of my mind and I just said uh, is it this hostel 
And he said, yes. I said, I have a reservation here. Um, where do I stay? And he said, like, okay, this is room, go there. And I said, okay, but where is the room? And he said, I already said it, go there. I said, I don't know where, like, how do I get, and he said, go up the stairs, turn to the left, and blah, 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 and I was, like, so, like, scared, like, I was so angry. When I got to the room, there were, like, seven guys there, a very tiny room, like, I, I forgot right now how do you say that, but when it's a, isn't it's not a double lift, when you have a bed, and on top of it, another bed, and then on the top of it, another bed, it was like a triple bed. And there were so many guys in there and it was so tiny and dark and people were like half naked half sleeping half masturbating i don't know it was so nasty filthy food on the floor it felt like a movie or something i felt attacked you need to understand something about me i lost my virginity when I was 25 years old. So at that point, it would take me at least four years to lose my virginity, almost five. So I was still pretty virgin. I never drank anything. I never smoked anything. I never went out. I never went to a party. I never went to a disco club. Is that how you say it? When people go to these electronic dance clubs and stuff. I never went there. I never dated, nothing like that. I was a baby. When I saw all of that, all of that, those guys smoking weed and all of that, I was terrified. I was like, dude, I'm scared for my life right now. And then I realized that being on a plane for 12 hours and walking around made me smell like, how do you say that creature? Oh God, I forgot. That's smelly creature. <laughs> well, I smell like that. I smell so nasty. And I was so ashamed. Like, there was no one to smell me, but I, I smelled myself and I was disgusted. So I decided that I had to go to the bathroom and take a shower. When I got to the bathroom, the door was crystal clear. I'm sorry if you're American. Like, I don't get naked in front of people i just don't there were no place for you to exchange clothes and even if there was the door where you shower was crystal clear it was glass i was like uh-uh i'm not gonna shower and then i had a full moment i just went to my room i climbed the tree bad thing, got to the top, started to cry like a baby. And I was like, oh my god, I'm exactly where I want to be. And it's filthy, it's disgusting, I am terrified, people are rude, I don't want to come back because I also hate my family and everything that I left behind, but this is too difficult. Little did I know, oh god, little did I know. So, what happened was that I simply decided to leave the funny part is my mother had to pay for this and she deserved it because I did not stay and I did not cancel I just left I just took my clothes my things put in my bag and left the Asian guy was pretty crazy he was like oh, will you come back because you have to pay and blah 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 I was like 
Bye. <laughs> Have a nice day. Um, I was, I searched the address of my aunt, and as soon as she arrived from work, I wasn't her do- I was at her doorstep, and I was terrified, and I haven't ate or showered, and she has a daughter, seven years old, and my aunt was like, thirty-five. So I was in that situation and she was like, okay, I'll help you, whatever. And then she opened the door to her apartment and it was just as I imagined, tiny, tiny, tiny. Her bathroom was so tiny that you could barely like do anything. Like you, you do like you had no space to even put your legs in there. Like it was so awful to use the vase to have some poop situation going on. And if you pooped, by the way. The whole house would smell like poop. It doesn't matter how clean you are, if you're a vegan or anything. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's too tiny. The ventilation was awful. Everything was broken. It was just a whole mess. Most of the house... Were, for you to have an idea, most of the house was the size... Of, like, her bed took most of the house. That's what I'm trying to say. Her kitchen was tiny. Her bathroom was tiny. And that's about it. She washed the clothes like... On, in another place, like, it was a whole situation. I was like, oh my god, like, how do you live here? And then she said, okay, um, you can l- sleep under the table, the kitchen table. And I was like, what? And she had no mattress or anything, and I just had to sleep on a carpet under her kitchen table. Then I showered. And I was a little better because I showered and I was talking Portuguese with some people that I knew. Even though my English was better than a lot of people. Because at that point I, I had a British English. I, I learned English and British English. So I was talking... I, I was not talking like this because I watched too many TV shows, too many YouTube YouTubers. So that's why I talk like kind of American. But I at that point I was just watching Zoe... Uh, Troy Sivan, which is uh, Australian but sounds British, and I was I was watching that that whole gang from Zoella and the, those people, her boyfriend, her Joyce Sugg. I was watching a lot of those, and I was learning a lot of Eng- British English. So I was talking normally, but I was too afraid to talk. So what happened? is that I had to sleep on a kitchen under a kitchen table on a carpet and my aunt was not happy about it because the landlord could show up at any moment and just simply put me out because she's not paying for two people just one and her daughter and I, I'm not her daughter <laughs> so it was nasty I just felt rejected but it was the situation that there was nothing anyone could do for me I was not trained, educated, prepared, supported enough to handle the situation any better. So I was just having a panic attack, mind blown. So she talked to a few Brazilians, which is exactly the moment, like I understand completely now that that's the moment where I could have changed my life. That's where I could have avoided all if not most of my trauma today. The moment where she said that she was gonna talk up with some Brazilians about helping me out. 
if I was just if I just went back to the hostel and try to do anything, have fun and come back to Brazil or try to work, uh, even if it's illegal, just washing dishes and cleaning stuff and walking dogs, even if I just tried that, I would be in such a better place today. I cannot even tell you, I might have my own house today, I, I don't know. I had a lot of opportunities, but that moment is what decided my fate right now. Because those Brazilians played a big role in my doom. And that's the thing. If there is a Brazilian listening to this, I am just sorry. I talk through experience and I am not trying to blasphemy over my country. It's just that we are not the best people. Especially if we are not in our own country, if we're scared, if we're going through scarcity, we tend to be nasty. So what happened was, the Brazilians, they were really weird. It was a half Italian guy and a woman. Should I say names? Should I say names? I'm not crazy, I won't say names. Maybe first name? No. Okay, no, I won't say names. Um, so, they had a business delivering food, Brazilian food, and they needed someone to deliver. It, this was, I, I believe, before Uber took over. So people were not that into deliveries yet. So I was able to walk food to people. So I was, quote, hired. <laughs> and they said that I should just deliver. And they gave me addresses and food and I should just do that. So I was just doing those things for some time. I'm speeding up this story because it's 5 a.m. in Brazil and it's still raining and I'm getting a little dizzy. But I was doing those deliveries and I was being very, very fast. I got the hang of the metro system very quickly. They call it tube. I got the hang of it. I was just fast. I would just get shortcuts and do things and I was working like 12 hours a day. And then they said that I could sleep on the floor again, but not with my aunt. They could help with another place because the landlord in the other place was not so nasty. So I went to the, this other place, which was the woman the woman's house so I just found out very quickly that that house was very weird because it was hers but she had a friend in there and her and the fr her friend's son living in that very just as tiny apartment and I was not alone I was like the third person there and she was living with the man the Brazilian man and then I was like, okay. And then they said, oh, guess what? He's sleeping the floor. And I was like, okay, fine. And the boy was a really weird person. I'm not into labels, but... And I'm just saying what it is, okay? Plain, simple. He was really weird, and he was gay. And he was the worst type of gay there is. Like, nasty, 
sassy type of attitude issue type of gay that feels like it was just a cartoon or something. It was just so weird. Like, I make fun of, like, girl, like, because of RuPaul today, but that boy, he was, like, 14 or 15, and he had an attitude, like, he was talking stuff like, eh, eh, I'm gonna get your man, because I'm, uh, I'm gonna get your man, because I'm a predator, and I'm gonna have your man, I'm gonna have his kids, and he was, like, all of that, like, ratchet, like, it was weird, like, what are you even, like, That was one day when I was listening to Lana Del Rey, because this is this was my life, I was just so depressed, on my phone, and then he opened the door and he was like, what kind of ritual is going on in here? Is this a fucking voodoo? Oh my god, I said an evil word. Jesus Christ, I'm not gonna edit it out. Mm-mm. I'm just gonna tap into the explicit content, because, sorry. <laughs> I'm a mouthful, I just cannot help myself. Uh, so... What happened was, he was nasty, and his mother was just awful. His mother were my my higher... Oh God, it's just a mess situation. So, let's trace it back a little bit. I was hired by two Brazilians to deliver food. One of the Brazilians was a female. She let me stay in her house so I, cannot, so I wouldn't bother my aunt. And then I was in her house, but her house was filled with people. And he had her friend and her friend's son. That's the situation. Just if I wasn't clear. And what happened was... There was this night where I woke up. And there was a very loud noise... And a very continuous noise. And it kept banging. And I was sleeping on the floor. And the bed, ne the bed next to me was just up, going up and down. And people were started, to, started to scream. And I was like, what kind of witchcraft? Like, what is going on? I look up. I see the mother having sex with a random guy. Mind you, I never saw sex action in my life outside porn at that point so I had a panic attack and I tried to cope with it and pretend that it wasn't happening but that woman started to mourn and it was just a whole situation and I was starting to have shivers and I couldn't breathe and I was just oh my god if I stay here I'm gonna puke I'm gonna do something I cannot I, I just I just Torn out of that room. I hit the door. It bangs behind me. And I just run. And I don't know where I'm going. And I'm just going downstairs. And I just find a machine room. Where they put those keys with gas, electricity and water stuff. And I just open the door. And lay on the floor and cry. I started crying. And crying. And thinking about suicide. And then my friend at the time, which was a very weird boy, like, I met him, I don't even know if I met him, or if I had him before on my Facebook, I just know that he sent me nudes before, and I was, like, not into it, I'm like, I don't even know you, why are you send me, sending me your dick, like, what? But that guy, he helped me so much, 
Uh, it's funny because I thanked him bef uh, after that. I thanked him. I said, I was having a very bad moment and you comfort me in the worst moment of my life until that point. And he, I'm so grateful. Thank you for your time, for your attention. And he was just so nasty and rude. And he just said, oh, whatever. I wonder if that wasn't him. If someone just took his phone. Because it was, a, it was very weird. Because what happened was I was having this breakdown. And then I just saw him online. And then he started talking to me. And I just said, I cannot talk right now. I'm having a mental breakdown. And he said, what happened? And I just said, well, I'm in this situation. And this old woman was having sex next to me. And I'm virgin. And I'm just in a very bad situation and I had a panic attack and I had to storm out of the home room and I was sleeping, sleeping on the floor and the whole situation I was like gagging all through the world that was just not okay and then I said lots of things and he called me down for like hours and then I was fine when I came back to the room for some reason the woman, the mother, was attacking her son. She was throwing him shoes, bags, kitchen stuff, and also a microwave. Like, if I remember correctly, I don't know if she hit his head on a microwave. It was a very nasty situation. I just walked out peacefully. And they left, and I came in again, and I was alone. I was alone, I had cereal, and I was trying to eat better, so I bought this one pound oat, I believe, type of milk, and I had chocolate cereal oat milk, and I was just chilling. And then the landlord appeared, and he said, Who are you? And then I, I just played my best English accent ever. I just went full British. I just said, oh, don't mind me at all. I'm just her friend. I'm just staying here for the night. I just had a party. I'm leaving soon. And then he was like, oh, I understand completely. That's okay. I don't mind. Stay. Take your time. It was so funny. <laughs> He was like, oh, not the British, I don't mind. It's not an awful, dirty immigrant. <laughs> he, he was so funny. He thought I was British. And then I, I kind of laughed. And then he said, why are you laughing? And then I said, I'm Brazilian. And then he said, oh, stop joking. And I was like, ah, I'm joking, yeah, I'm joking, I'm just joking. It was so funny. I, was, I, oh, I didn't know how many emotions I could have that day. And then... I explained everything that happened to the owner of the apartment, which was the Brazilian that hired me to deliver food. And she was like, not caring at all. And then she went to the room and she didn't do anything and she was fine and nothing happened. And there I was walking in a very tiny type of shorts in the UK next to Wilsdon Junction, which is an immigrant full type of place, suburbs. And I was like losing my mind because I've been working for like, what, two months, three months, I don't know, I was working a lot, time has passed, and I haven't been paid once. Then I saw this woman, and she was struggling to lift stuff, she was changing houses, 
And then I said, oh, I'm not doing anything. I, I can help. And she was like, I'm, ah, but you're Brazilian, right? I'm Brazilian as well. And then we started talking Portuguese. And she said that she needed help and blah, blah, blah. And I helped her carry all her furniture. And then she said, no, 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 you're not leaving. Uh, here it is, 50 pounds. And I was like, what? 50 pounds? For just helping you out? And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. And I was like, oh, my God, I just got 50 pounds. And I've been working for three months and I got nothing. And this random woman just paid me. And then she I, she gave me her number. And uh, a day or two later, she said, I have to leave to Portugal. And I have two old dogs. If you can take care of them, I'll pay you 150 And I was like, what is going on? That's a lot of money. Are you sure? And then she said, okay, fine, no, no problem, just take care of my dogs. And then that what happened. And while I was taking care of the dogs, I just had a full mental breakdown. And then I called the two, the true, actually, the true Brazilians called me. And they said, where are you? You need to deliver food, you useless piece of shit. Where are you? And then I said, I'm actually working. I'm taking care of dogs. I'm doing fine. Please don't call me. I'm tired. And then they said, what? And then the guy that was talking to me, he gave her the phone to the woman. And that woman, I remember that I was friends with her. We would have fun while she was cooking and giving me the coordinations where where I should go and stuff. She was kind of a fun woman. She would, she would talk about a lot of funny stuff. And I kind of got that she had a dark side from her stories because eventually she would hit some very awkward point. Like, she said that she was uh, like a, a sugar baby, basically. She was a luxurious uh, company for old men, something like that, she said. Like, I was saying prostitute, and then she said, no, I'm just casually uh, walking around and going to parties with rich men, and they pay me for it. And I was like, okay. And then she said, oh, but casually, sometimes I sleep with them as well. I used to have sleep with some celebrities in Brazil. And I was like, okay, fun. And then she, this was before she was talking to me on the phone, by the way. This is some experience I had before I knew her truly. And then in this past version of her, before we hate each other, she was saying some funny stuff and some dark stuff. Funny stuff, dark, dark stuff. And I was like, oh my God, who are you? And I just had this feeling like, you're not a good person. And then she said about a guy that she was tired of. And then she called the police saying that he was trying to kill her. And then she hurt herself and called the police and made a whole drum. And he was almost arrested and had to pay her a whole bunch of things. And it was just so nasty. It was like, did you actually? Are you jo you're joking, right? And she said, no. And that's how the conversation ended before I take care of the dogs. And then I, when the guy, the Brazilian guy, gave her the phone, she had a tone of voice that I never heard from her. It was a very... I don't know how you feel about talking to a psychopath, but that's how I felt. She was so cold. Like, she said, like, where are you? Please, you have to give me my key. If you don't give me the key, 
in 10 minutes, you, you, you will regret it. That's how she said it. And I was like, shivering. I was like, what? And then I got angry again and I said, you never paid me. You never did anything for me. All you give me is a floor to sleep on and some random food occasionally. And I've been working 12 hours a day, sometimes 14 hours a day for three months. And all I got was that, not a single penny. And then she said, the key, Kayo, you need to give me the key in 10 minutes or else. And I was like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm giving you the key, but I have to fix my stuff. I have to take everything together. And then she said, no, you're coming straight to this place or else I'm coming for you. I was like, I was like, not okay. I started to cry badly. I could barely see where I was going. And then I gave her the keys. And I mind you that I was taking care of the dogs. My stuff was not were not my stuff was not with me. So I just said I need to get my stuff though. And she took the key from my hand and said, I'll solve that for you, don't worry. And she left. And then the guy said, by the way, this is how much you are you worth. And he threw five pounds on the floor. When I saw that and the words and the tone he used, like that's how much you are worth. Five pounds on the floor. I just look at that money on the floor and part of me was like, take it. You need it. But the other voice in my head was like, you need to be proud. You need to just leave. And then I just cried and I just turned around and left. And left to take care of the dogs. When I, th when I came back, the woman has arrived, have arrived, the owner of the dogs. And we were fine. I, I helped her clean the house and stuff. and. I just said, okay, I'm just gonna see what happened with my stuff. I told her the whole story and everything. And when I saw it, like that, the Brazilian woman who hired me, she left my stuff hanging on the streets and she didn't give me everything that I had. She took most of my stuff for herself and some of my money. She stole me. She told me, I don't remember how much, I think it was like 300 quid or something. But mind you that I have 1,000 pounds. Oh, yeah, I would say quids again, but it's the same thing. I had 1,000 pounds. I spent 584 pounds buying a stupid phone. I had like 400 and something. And she took 300. I was just devastated. And I didn't know what to say. I just felt scared of her. And I just took my stuff and left back to the dogs. And the woman went crazy. The dog owner, she went crazy. She was also Brazilian, by the way. She went crazy. She just started screaming at me. And she said, look at the vase in the bathroom. There is a poop stain there. 
it was such a tiny thing. I barely even noticed. And I just said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm going to clean it. And then she started calling me useless and dirty and a whole bunch of stuff. And I just felt so miserable. And then the dog peed inside the apartment. Oh my God. Since everything was happening, I forgot the time that the dog should go to the bathroom. And I just forgot. As soon as that happened, that woman went nuts. She started lashing out on me and she said, You are so useless. My dog never does this. Clean it immediately. You brick. And then the doorbell rang and it was my aunt. And she was like, Is everything all right? And then they started talking about how useless I am. And then I started cleaning and I went to clean the pee and the dog bit my hand. And it hurt really bad. And I saw blood gushing off my hand. I'm, listen, this is a podcast. This is, a, I have literally, I, I do not have sponsorships. I do not have anything. I cannot make this up. This happened. Seriously, that fast. The dog bit my hand. It was not a, like a tiny thing. Like I believe like three of his teeth went through my skin. And I was bleeding. And there was dog pee and blood and everything. And the funny thing is, have you seen like the amazing Spider-Man when Spider-Man's fighting the crocodile guy and then no and then the Marvel altar whatever the owner of Marvel, the creator, he's not noticing and that the whole, that whole cartoon situation where something's happening in the background and the main character is not noticing it. That's what happened with me. I was running from the dog, trying to clean things while, I, while, while my blood was gushing blood. And then I stopped cleaning and then I just tried to stop the bleeding from my hand. And I opened, this, I, I opened the sink and the skin was open and blood was gushing to the sink and the dog was beating my my freaking how they call it my it's not my feet above the feet heels i don't know <laughs> i forgot and then the, my dog was the, the my dog either you the evil dog he was biting me and trying to eat my clothes thankfully he got he went from the clothes this time that fucking sorry rabbit dog i i just ugh. It was eating me alive and my aunt was talking to the woman in the door and they were cursing me and I was trying to do everything at the same time. When they turned back, I had already cleaned the pee and the blood and the sink and everything and the dog was calm. I am not joking. I took paper and I pressed it really hard in my hand and so hard that they could not see the paper on my hand, not even the blood or anything. I just left. And when, while I was leaving, she said, where are you going? And then she gave me 150 pounds. And then I said, why are you giving me this? You said, me, you said that I was useless, that I, that I was useless, that I ruined your life and everything. And then she said, yes, it's for you to know how much you cost me. And I just started crying again. And I took the money with my bloody hand and I just left and my aunt was crazy and I tried to explain to her everything that happened in one day and then I just got shook that my aunt's reaction 
was started to laugh. She laughed so hard. She was gagging. She was having the moment of her life. She was laughing so loud that the whole building was kind of trembling. Like she was having fun. And she was like, the dog what? The dog beat you while we were talking? And the woman were, were having sex where you were just leaping on the floor? <laughs> Your life sucks. And I was like, are you, are you laughing at me right now? Like, seriously, I was just crying. I, I, can I just cry? I don't want to laugh. And then I started laughing and I hated her for it. And then I just went completely crazy. I went through a, a Afro hair saloon and then I just... It wasn't a saloon, it was a shop for hair stuff for Afro people. People with Afro hair. Black people. And then I just went there and I saw all of those... All of those stuff, they have a big variety in the UK. And then I just went there and I bought the strongest dye they have. Hair dye. And I got blue and purple and bleach. I was just so mad. I just put it all in my head and I foiled my head with aluminum and I went to sleep. When I woke up, my neck was huge. I could barely breathe. I believe I was having a... I was about to die or something. I was in shock. I don't know if it was the heat or the products or anything. I don't know. I'm not... Jesus Christ, I'm not trying to bash on black people. I'm just saying that the product was very strong and I slept with the product in my head with aluminum foil and that was very irresponsible of me. That's what I am saying. And I woke up almost dead. So I washed my head really quickly and I be feel better and then I, as if nothing happened, I get the Yes, the, the, the whole chemicals got into my hand as well and I felt a, a whole bunch of pain and it was awful. But I got the blue thing and in my head was yellow. I took a picture. And after I took the yellow picture, I put all the blue dye in my head and my hair was entirely blue. After that, I just couldn't, I just couldn't think. I was like, I cannot stay here. My aunt cannot support me. She has a daughter. The landlord could do something to her. I cannot work anywhere else. I am too... I, I mean, that was my, my perspective. I could. The thing is, I was terrified. I was in shock. Like, too much happened to someone who never did anything in life. I was having the life that I could never ever imagine in just a month, like it was too much. And I, I could not handle life at that moment. And then I just say, I, I, I cannot, I, just, I would just run. And then I got a call. And it was the, the, the man that hired me to deliver food. And he was like, I broke up with her. She's crazy. I need you to work with me right now. I will pay you this time, everything will be fine, and I'm sorry. And then, as soon as he hang up the, the phone, my phone rang again. It was her, the psychopath, the psychotic woman. And then she said, listen, we broke up. You better work with me, 
because if I find that find out that you were working with with him, you're gonna regret it. I got shivers all over my body, and then she said, "I'm gonna call the police, and I'm gonna tell them some things, and you're gonna get deported if you don't get arrested, and you may never see your family again. So you better do as I say." That's what she said. I felt like God. I just felt so bad, and I didn't think. I left my aunt's key under the carpet. I got my things, and I went straight to the train station. I saw the next train. Train was going to Brighton, the beach in the, the beach in the south, and then I beach. Beach, beach, the water place. <laughs> I'm not trying to curse people. English is just funny. So I just went straight through the ticket station and got into the train. Little did I know that that thing is paid for. I don't know if it was God or something. I just know that I didn't paid. I got straight into the train and no one checked my tickets. I realized that that was happening because when I was coming back from Brighton, I got my ticket checked, and the woman, and uh, because I realized that I had to pay to come back, and I thought, how did I came here if I didn't pay to come? Why do I have to pay to come back? And then she explained the whole situation, and I was like, oh my god! But let's rewind. So I got into the train. I didn't pay. I should. And no one checked it, and I, just, I just had like the worst trip of my life. I just saw a guy talking about drug dealers and stuff in a phone, as if it were the most like normal thing to say. And he was screwed. He was just saying, "I don't want to die, man. I don't want to die. I'll give them the money. Don't come after me." And I was like, "I'm in the same situation, dude. I don't want to say it, but I'm kind of in the same situation." And. That, then I saw this couple of two old, old, old people, and they were so cute. And I was just like, "Please adopt me! Please just adopt me!" <laughs> I didn't say it obviously, but I was just thinking in my head, like, "Oh God, they have nothing to do. Probably they could just take care of me." And I just felt so alone, and I just was looking at people like, "Please, someone, just help me! Please, someone, just don't let me." Die! There is a crazy woman after me. I'm scared. I'm hungry, and I'm smelly again. And I got into Brighton. As I got, in, oh my God! I skipped a very important part of the story. Jesus! How did I skip this? Well, basically, during the like the first time the things went bad. I was my trip was supposed to be one week trip, and I was in there for like four months already, or three months, something like that. And I was supposed to stay in the UK for one week. And I called my mother, since I was with my aunt, one week after arriving. I just said, "Ah,、uh, can you check if it is possible to postpone my day to come back because I might." Want to try to stay a little longer? 
And then she said, okay, I will. And then she called me and said, okay, it's fine. We arrived there and there is a, a new date and everything is fine. And then I was so naive that I didn't ask anything else. I just said to her, okay. And then I kept asking her about the trip to come back because things started to get nasty, as you know from the story at this point. And she didn't answer what was happening. She just said, my mother, she just said, well, something's going on. I cannot find your, your tickets. Uh, I will try to talk to the agency that sold them. And apparently you cannot come back to Brazil. So unfortunately, I have explained it very badly. But basically, that's, this is it. I, firstly, I wanted to stay a little longer. Then a whole bunch of bad things happened and I wanted to come back. So this whole story, it's in around three to four months in the UK. So in the first month I was surviving, but I was already like concerned about coming back to Brazil. And my money was going scarce. And then my mother was being very weird about it. And then when I was in Brighton, that's the whole reason why I went to Brighton, because my mother said that I could not come back to Brazil because there was an issue. And I, could, and I could not come back. I need to wait for the issue to be fixed so I can have my tickets back. And unfortunately, this is where I have to leave you because it's been 57 minutes of audio and I have to stop. So the ending of this story is pretty sad. And I'm very thankful that you'll listen to this point. There is a whole new arc because there are some new characters will appear really weird things are gonna happen and this is gonna get way worse before it gets any better thank you so much if you can support me in any way shape or form you can have my website there is a link you can find me anywhere at kayo yuki it's k a y o k sorry k a y o y u u k i kayo yuki at kayo yuki it's my instagram twitter everything if you can support me in any way, shape, or form, I have um, I have merch. It's kind of immature. I'm trying to improve and trying to make things. I only have a phone. I, I'm not a designer or anything. I'm learning. But if you like anything, please buy it. And I also have a Patreon page if you are interested. It is all in my website. It, there is a link in the Anchor app. I don't know where you're listening to it. If it's, who knows, like Spotify or something. I'm planning on making a YouTube channel, I have an Instagram and everything, so hang around with me a little longer, get my social media, we can talk eventually, I am planning on making a Discord channel so I can talk about things in the podcast, and that's it, I hope you have a wonderful day wherever you are, be mindful, think about the present, deal with your past, and don't think too much about the future, just breathe in, and life is crazy. (laughs) Thank you so much. Have a nice day.